everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Marion and Wanda. I'm Allie. And I'm Andy. And we're back for another week. <laughs> Yay! You're back from New York. I am. It was a very jam-packed week, uh, let me tell you. Like, I saw <laughs> my friends the first night, and then we had dinner with my sister the second night. And then we were gone, and I got to see my nephew, and then we had a wedding reception, and then Beyonce, and all together, it was just not a lot of sleep, um, so. But, as Al always says, you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> or graduated. Okay. That you, know, you, put that little, you put that little clause in there, you used to say that. No, that's always been the Smith family motto from Ginge. You can sleep when you're dead or graduated. <laughs> uh, those are the rules. Yeah, I don't need to sleep, so everything's fine. Yeah. So I saw something, I don't know, somewhere on social media about how at the Beyonce concert, people were getting these cards that was saying, like, at some point during the concert, everybody was supposed to be silent. Did that happen? <laughs> no. Okay, I don't know. Maybe who knows? I believe too much of what I see online. But it was like a little business card and it looked like a picture that somebody had gotten from a concert that it was a little business card that said something like when Beyonce sings such and such song, when she gets to the part that says blah blah blah, everybody oh. like stand or be silent in solidarity, something like that. And I was like, I wonder if that actually oh. happened. I guess not. <laughs> Uh, no, no cards involved as far as I know. Um, <laughs> it's a great concert, though. She's, of course, an incredible performer live. We all love to see it. Highly recommend if anyone ever has the chance. Did you guess the opening song correctly? Um, I, that wasn't a game we played this time. Oh, what? <laughs> well, my sister and um, her friend who we went with, Aaron, had already, like, seen essentially the entire concert on TikTok. Um, and, and just like watching snippets of it. And so they already knew the entire set list. Um, and I knew what she was starting with too. She like started with, uh, several slow ballads Hmm. and then like everything from that moment on was very high energy. And it made sense because of the way that, um, how high energy her entire album is, but yeah. So like, we didn't play that game because Libba and Aaron already knew. So what's the point? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, sounds fun. Yeah, it was a great time. I got like three hours of sleep, and then I woke up and got on a plane and came back to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's 100-something degrees, and I want to die. So, mm. great things happen. Well, did I already mention that the Chicks was rescheduled, and I was so sad? Uh, not on the podcast, no. But yeah, uh, they were supposed to play last Thursday, and they've been rescheduled to September. Yeah, they rescheduled it three hours before the show was supposed to start. So, like, I was already ready. I had my (laughs) cute outfit on. I had done my hair. I was doing my hair during a Zoom call in the middle of the day. (laughs) That's funny. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I was getting ready at the same time and, like, taking notes for a meeting I was in. (laughs) But, um, yeah, they, they canceled it or rescheduled it three hours before. So, like... Adam and I were already on the way to drop Rosie off at my parents' house, and mm-hmm. I, I saw the email come through, and I was like, this has got to be a joke. It was not a joke. 
but we still ended up going downtown and like having a date night since we'd already planned it anyway. So yeah. it was nice. We went downtown and just had dinner and um, we walked about halfway across the the bridge. You know what I'm talking about? Downtown that goes over yeah. to the stadium, whatever that's called. Um, and, but it was too hot. So we walked back <laughs> and then we walked up Broadway for a minute and went to the food court and split a milkshake and went home. Well, this sounds like a nice time. Yeah, it was. And yeah, they rescheduled it to September, end of September. But I'm glad they didn't schedule it for like a year later. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can wait another six weeks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I I'll so be able to go with you, so. <laughs> What? And maybe I'll be able to go with you instead of Adam. Yeah. yeah. He said he would give up his ticket for you as long as he's still got dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we can accommodate that. Yeah. But it's on a Saturday night. And like one thing Adam said when we were down there on a Thursday, he was like, this is insane how many people are down here on Broadway on a Thursday. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And now that it's rescheduled to a Saturday, I feel like that amount of people is going to be at least doubled. Yeah, I don't know. Nashville's getting <laughs> Nashville's no longer people that I remember and used to love. So um... <laughs> it's changed a lot for sure. But anyway, that was kind of the uh, the low light of my week. Well, it it re- well, is that it got rescheduled, but we still had a good date night, so it was fine. Yeah, yeah. checks out in the end. Yeah. Anyway, so this week we watched <laughs> a movie that I quite enjoyed growing up, but I have to preface it with I accidentally told Allie the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah so let's be clear i watched two movies this week okay yeah so did we <laughs> the first one was ace ventura pet detective which we both watched and we're both like this isn't a great movie well and um, it just wasn't what i remembered like but it was because the whole time i thought that the sequel was called ace ventura pet detective and that the original was just called ace ventura and so that's why I was like, oh, I want to watch the the second one. And then when we were watching it, like, I remember that the sequel had was set in, like, the jungle or, like, uh, the safari, uh, not you know, whatever. And at the whole time, I'm like, when are we going to get to the jungle? Like, if we're halfway through the movie, and I, like, this is not what I remember at all. And then did a quick Google search and realized we were watching the wrong movie. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the first one was very problematic. The second one was also problematic in its own way, but uh, very different. Yeah, yeah. I felt like the second one was less problematic, but still, the first one definitely did not age well. <laughs> we'll just say that. The second one, not so much either, but I feel like the first one is worse. <laughs> yeah. So you you had this on VHS growing up, is that correct? I think we had the second one. I I think I've only ever watched the the original. Yeah, yeah, like I, once or twice. I from here on out, I'm gonna assume that we're talking about uh, the movie we were supposed to watch. So yeah, yeah. When nature calls, from here on out. Um, yeah. So that one you had on VHS growing up. I think so. It was either VHS or DVD, or maybe we just had like a bootlegged copy that we recorded <laughs> off a TV. And you know how like you used to have. Uh, VHSs that were home home movies basically that you just recorded off TV or did we were we the only ones who did that no you weren't the only ones who did that that's how <laughs> I uh, first started watching Murder She Wrote is that my aunt had taped a whole bunch of episodes of it 
off of her TV when they first like came out and I just like watched all the bootleg versions of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes but back those in the, the day we had to do what we had to do. <laughs> yeah. Some of those are the best ones. I have a bunch of Christmas VHSs that are like that, like recorded off a of TV. Yeah. And the old I know Adam has Christmas vacation downloaded not downloaded but recorded off of tv and the the commercials are like early 90s and they scream early 90s for sure (laughs) well i love it i um yeah that's yeah that's one of my favorite parts about watching those murder she wrote is that you get the old commercials yeah (laughs) things were a bit unhinged back then and it was always funny whenever like piracy or like the actual internet came out and, like, the big anti-piracy ad was, like, you wouldn't download a car. But I'm sitting here thinking, I've already stolen, like, TV and movies. So, like, what's... You're, this is not... A, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's not a new concept. <laughs> yeah, not like we're just starting this, buds. Yeah. yeah. But just to clarify, we do not promote theft on this podcast. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I personally promote theft on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, okay, so a couple quick notes about Ace Ventura. When Nature Calls, which I think is just a funny uh, name to go along with Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah. Anyway, so my sources are Wikipedia and Rotten Tomatoes. Ace Ventura Pet Detective is the original, which came out in 94. And then Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls is the sequel that came out in 95. Which, fun fact for listeners, is the years Allie and I were born. Yeah. <laughs> real quick back to back right there yeah i didn't realize how old these were like i thought they were early 2000s Mm -mm. 90s for sure but supposedly the original film was so successful that the production company gave jim carrey the power to decide who got to direct the second film which i think that's i don't know if that happens very often or not but yeah they gave jim jim carrey the power to do that Wow. So (laughs) one thing that I thought was funny when I was doing some research is that this movie was not shot in Africa whatsoever (laughs) or really anywhere outside of North America. The the majority of it was filmed in South Carolina, Texas, and British Columbia, Canada. (laughs) That does not surprise me at all. I can't think of anywhere in South Carolina, at least that I know of, that's like jungly like that. I, I'm sure that they, like, built the sets for that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jim Carrey was also paid $10 million to do the sequel. I I think Amazon, it's half the budget. I think Amazon said the budget was $30 million and he got half of it. Yeah, I have the budget as $30 million. Yep, he got 10 yeah. And so the budget was $30 million and it grossed $212.3 million worldwide. So it's noted to be a huge financial success. And something I thought was interesting is that it was more successful than the original by more than double. So the original grossed $107.2 million, and then the sequel was $212.3 million, which I feel like is very rare. So I feel like most of the time sequels are usually flops. And, <laughs> and not always, but it, I mean think about any sequel that you know of most of the time they're not as good as the original that's just kind of a an unspoken thing is that sequels are not as good as the original but this one did double that's 
these are some hot takes coming from Andy. I, you I would think say, so? I would say, no, I'd say you're right that it's probably more rare, but I wouldn't say like always. Like the Toy Story franchise did great. Like okay, all yeah. these franchises are big, <clears throat> like big franchises that you think of the sequels do just as well. So, I mean, yeah, like Toy Story 1 and 2 were good. After that, they needed to just stop stop making Toy Stories. Well, I don't even think that I saw it after one, so. Okay, that proves my point. <laughs> I don't know that it does. I think I'm just anyway. weird. Anyway. Okay, anyway. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that the sequel made double the profit of, or excuse me, grossed double what the original made. Yeah. Yeah. And then awards for this movie, it has, it won a few awards. It also won some bad awards, <laughs> which I thought I wonder were, why. were kind of funny too, but it won the 1996 ASCAP award for top box office movie, the 1996 American comedy award for the funniest actor in a motion picture. Uh-huh. And it also won the 1996 Kids Choice Awards for favorite movie and for favorite movie actor. And then it won the uh, 1996 MTV Movie Awards for best male performance and for best comedic performance. The bad awards that it won was the 1996 Worst Sequel and 1996 Most Painfully Unfunny Comedy. <laughs> I gotta say, this being like winning all these kids awards is concerning to me because I don't really think this is that much of a kids movie. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I was a little um, shocked to see Kids Choice Awards being given to this movie. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I will say that while this one seemed a lot more familiar from the start, I'm not convinced that I actually watched it with you all the way through when we were younger. But Probably I am, not. I am very surprised that your family, that your parents let you watch this. If- I remember specifically watching this with my dad several times. Like, huh. I, I don't know why. I guess he thought it was funny. Huh. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Dave. <laughs> but my I think my dad has a funny taste in in movies too cuz like he was a really big Pee-wee fan so like we watched a lot of the Pee-wee movies growing up mm. which also Herman uh, yeah. Paul Rubens just died RIP Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so one other thing that I thought was notable to mention, do you know how the Rotten Tomatoes score works? Is it like a low score is actually a good score? Because I've heard mixed reviews on how the scoring of Rotten Tomatoes works. But anyway, it got a 21% on the tomato meter, but a 72% for audience score. So, like, I think the critics thought it was a bad movie, but the general audience thought it was good. (laughs) Yes, that's that's what that means. Okay, yeah. Anyway, those are just some quick background things about it. I, um, I, look... This this was a movie, is what I'll say. It started <laughs> off very weird with uh, Jim Carrey mama birding a baby bird, which was very yeah. weird. Did that make you throw up a little bit? Because it made me throw up a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but I like didn't really laugh, and then it all kind of went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was funny that the monks in the monastery were like cheering hard that he decided to leave. <laughs> yeah, they were also fed up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. surprising. <laughs> so one part of the movie that I thought was funny and instantly reminded me of another movie we've covered is Ace and Greenwell's character duo. 
Greenwell oh. is his like his translator assistant guy from the consulate that's like the good guy. Uh-huh. Did that did that character duo remind you of anyone else? <laughs> no, should it have? Who else was Oh my good? gosh. You didn't, think either, you didn't think Ace Ventura and uh, Greenwell reminded you of Clouseau and Ponton? <laughs> Ponton and Greenwell are kind of like keeping tabs on Ace to make sure he doesn't like get too out of control or do anything too wild. Like same with Ponton and Clouseau. And, yeah. and then Clouseau and Ace Ventura are just like making wild decisions and Greenwell and Ponton are having to clean up after him basically oh, that's funny no I guess just because Ace and um, Clouseau seem like very different characters to me I didn't see that dynamic but hearing you describe it it makes sense <laughs> that's immediately what I thought of I, I told Adam I was like oh man that's just like Clouseau and Ponton <laughs> yeah so like the whole story for those of you who haven't seen it is just that these two are hired by an indigenous tribe to find a, a an albino bat that they essentially worship um very sacred to them and so like that that's the entire movie um yeah although they were actually hired by the guy who runs the consulate not yes. by not by the tribe but it was kind of a cover up yes indeed yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i, I will do... also say um, the monkey in this, do you know if it's the same monkey that's um, in Friends? I don't know. More, what's his name? Maurice? Yeah. In Friends? Yeah, Ross's monkey in Friends. It's the same type of monkey, and I can't imagine that there's that many monkey actors in the 90s that look the same. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet, because it was also, he was in the last movie too, and Monica, or... Uh, yeah. Monica, what God? What's her real name? Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. I was like, gosh, um, Courtney Cox is in that one. So I was wondering if maybe uh, it's the same monkey. And so I'm, I'm just gonna assume it from. Okay, you know what? I just googled it, and the first thing that came up is, is the monkey from Friends in Ace Ventura? (laughs) And what's the answer? The same monkey appeared as oh Marcel, not not Maurice, in Friends, whom David Schwimmer famously hated. He didn't like oh. and appeared in the likes of 30 Rock. Oh, but was not the same monkey from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Okay. The monkey from Ace Ventura's name was Binks. Binks. That's a good name. Yep. He was also the same monkey from Bruce Almighty, which I don't think I've actually seen all the way through. Now that I remember being a very funny movie. And we should watch that later. Anyway, so yes. Anyway, okay. Well, that was my second note. Same monkey? And I'm glad to know that it's true. It's not true. It's not the same monkey. No, it is. Just not in Pet Detective. It's the same one from Friends. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) That's funny. There, Yeah, there probably aren't that many trained monkeys like that in the 90s. Hmm. Interesting. Um, So one thing that I thought was admirable about Ace Ventura's character is that he has a caring nature for all living animals even the creepy crawlies and the scary animals and the whole time throughout the movie he doesn't want to touch the bat or get anywhere close to it but he still feels responsible and wants to help like get it back to its home (laughs) to there's definitely some animals that i don't like and would not be inclined to help Mm -hmm. um 
but like even though he doesn't want to touch the bat or really get anywhere near it he still has an obligation and a desire to help it return to its natural habitat (laughs) yeah he's got that going for him what animals are you thinking of that you would not help well like i don't really want to help cockroaches and uh i think it was in the first one he that guy who said he was going to squish the the cockroach he made him like get down on the floor and like kiss it or something mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm i'm not gonna go out of my way to help a cockroach i don't think i guess that's true but like yeah. i feel like okay cockroaches are a different story though are they they're still animals <laughs> i look andy no i can't i can't get into my i can't get into this would you help a bat though probably not andy you should help a bat i don't want to touch it and what if it bites me it's not gonna bite you andy i'm disappointed to hear that okay well anyway maybe that's why i thought ace ventura was admirable in that way maybe i'm not in the majority that would help a bat i would help a bat actually i have helped a bat that's I was just talking to my sister about this because she, um, she like made a big deal of this time when a bat was in my mom's house and I caught it in a Tupperware container mm-hmm. and she calls me the bat whisperer, but I was like, I'm just helping this bat that was inside this house. <laughs> um, so I would, I've already helped a bat. I'd love to help this bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I guess you could say that's, that's admirable of him. He does seem to have a care for all, uh, non-human creatures at least. Mm-hmm. yeah one other thing that i liked about the movie is the perspective that the main character is always one step ahead of the audience which uh-huh. i guess is common in a lot of plot lines but like sometimes the the actions and decisions that ace would make seemed just like absurdly wild but then later we would it would come full circle and you would realize that that choice he made was actually the um, you know, logical, and you found out why he made certain choices, and it was helping him figure out who was responsible for stealing the bat. Yes, I do love a a, a character that seems like a bumbling idiot that uh, is actually collecting clues, which is like Clouseau. Clouseau, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't. Their temperaments are so different that I could not draw that line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, my um, favorite line, and I think one of the few times I laughed in this movie was when he was uh, not even looking for the animals yet, when he was in the temple, and he was like, well, I can't leave yet until I reach this spiritual milestone, and he was, the um, leader of the temple was just like, no, you've done it, and then he just said, what, what about my medallion of spiritual accomplishment? <laughs> I love that he was just given one and then Ace was, like, was here, just like <laughs> yep I'm done I done peaks uh, I'm ready to leave now yeah, they're like you've reached spiritual enlightenment just now <laughs> can't believe it on command just yeah he's like didn't you work 80 years to get that medallion <laughs> and he's like I don't even like it anymore you can have it <laughs> yeah that was funny I enjoyed that yeah I laughed a lot at this movie but most of the time just because of the ridiculous nature of Ace Ventura. Yeah. One of the scenes that I thought was funny, but also just because it was ridiculous was the rhino scene, mainly because he's trying to snoop on um, the guy who owns the, the safari park. 
Yeah. And and this other this other guy, he's trying to snoop on them and like hiding in the weeds and blending in with the animals. But then out of nowhere, how like how does he get this uh, animatronic rhino? I don't know. It just comes out <laughs> of nowhere. Yeah, he's just got it. <laughs> You know, for all the times that he needs to uh, spy on Safari Man. Yeah, like, that... it's just readily available. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. I didn't love the bit where he was trying to get out of the rhino again. <laughs> that made that me felt laugh like too much. so hard. <laughs> that was ridiculous. They were like, oh, look, the rhino's giving birth. And then you can see them, like, have a look of they want to throw up afterward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. funny. Yeah. Also, the just the total destruction of the jeep anytime he goes to the consulate like rolling the jeep over yeah (laughs) first of all how are they not injured but also like i would not let that guy drive another company vehicle (laughs) (laughs) after the first one you got you're on your own bud yeah you can walk (laughs) well one of the things that i think that we all appreciate about jim carrey is are his facial expressions yeah um, which I didn't realize how, I guess, un- it's not like uniform across movies, but it's very similar, like, between these two movies and then also, like, the Grinch movie. Like, you can see similar, yeah. um, like, the way he behaves is very similar across these characters. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, I never really, I like, I didn't make that parallel or, like, realize that he was um, doing sort of the same thing over, like, I don't like 10 years or whatever um, that he like between these two movies because yeah. the other movies that I've seen with Jim Carrey because I do love him in like the Grinch like I've seen Bruce Almighty of course I've seen like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and in those two he doesn't really have the same level of goofiness to his character mm-hmm. so it was nice to see him in one of these and like when he walked into the taxidermy room with all the taxidermied animals and he was just like making all of these grotesque faces in response like I enjoyed that bit that was funny yeah have you seen Dumb and Dumber I have seen Dumb and Dumber but I don't remember a ton of it is there isn't there a sequel Dumb and Dumber actually I I don't yeah I don't think that I've seen Dumb and Dumber I know for a fact that I watched Dumb and Dumber in movies but I don't remember a ton of it is it similar to this one I, I don't know, but I, I feel like he's he plays a goofy character in that one. I yeah. don't know that I've seen all of Dumb and Dumber. I know I've seen parts of it, but yeah. either way, yeah. I figured that was kind of a similar character oh that God, he was playing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, also just some of the dialogue in the movie, yeah, it's a little questionable, but some of it I definitely laughed at, like when he's talking about the monopoly man just based on how he looks like that made me laugh because that guy <laughs> looked like the monopoly man <laughs> yeah that was funny but then some of it like some of the things he did were very questionable like when they were in the when he was first in the indigenous temple and um the leader was like hey like don't step in that area that's sacred and then that guy turns around and jim carrey just like stomps around in there like yeah <laughs> i was like jim my bud, we can't do this. <laughs> Testing the limits for sure. <laughs> yeah, at best. Yeah. He was, yeah, I think just a little callous in general about uh, the the indigenous people. But uh, it is a 90s movie, so it's not surprising to me, but still does not age well. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think of a way to say that to Adam. Like, some some movies like this one made in the 90s 
would not fly today if they were made and that's like a good example of of that and I guess sometimes it seems like movies nowadays they might still like make reference to something like that but it's kind of more taboo or it's not explicitly drawn out or shown like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah they just didn't age very well <laughs> did not age well and it's like something you really shouldn't do so like not yeah surprised, but Another plot point of the movie is that Ace is up against the clock to figure out who who is responsible for stealing this bat. Because if he doesn't do it by noon on the third day or something like that, both of the tribes are going to slaughter each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which didn't really make sense. supposed to be a wedding, right? There's yeah. supposed to be a wedding, and if they don't have the bat, then the p- couple can't get married, and then it all goes downhill from there. Yeah. But I don't think it really explained, like, why they were just going to result to slaughter if they didn't find it by that certain time. I think it's because the 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 two who were supposed to get married were from, each of them were from the other tribe, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that, like, just, like, this was a peace-brokering marriage. And if it didn't happen at this one time, it was never going to happen. And so yeah. there would be no peace. And immediate fight is the only response it's <laughs> like well i guess this is it this is what yeah. it comes down to marriage or death <laughs> yeah yeah and it's funny that the guy from the consulate he he does not care at all about that timeline and nope. uh, <laughs> he just wants the bat poop so they can get rich which i thought was hilarious that he has this like out of body experience where he goes back to the monastery to ask for help and um they're like you know what he's like what do what did the tribes have that the consulate doesn't have mm-hmm. and he somehow makes this connection to the bat poop being rich in night like nitrate or something and like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. billion dollar industry and like how did you know that <laughs> but that the monastery mm-hmm. was like do you still have your medallion <laughs> yeah like, i threw it <laughs> had to yeah did you know that guano is what bat poop is called no okay funny that he was like oh this is lovely pottery <laughs> yeah that was funny to me too uh i i don't can you actually make pottery out of that i have no idea i didn't, i've never heard of guano huh. i bet you could if you just uh yeah if you like let it dry out and then baked it at a high enough temperature i'd believe it i don't know i guess i'm working like a clay anyway. <laughs> yeah one other part of this movie that I enjoyed was all the good one-liners. Yeah. And yeah. Like some of them transferred over from the original too, like him saying all righty then and really. And yeah. he even said like a glove one time in the original too, but he said it a few more times in this one. Those were three of my favorites. And at the very end when they're actually, I don't remember if it's at the beginning or the end where they're singing and they're they're like alrighty then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was funny. I also like Bumblebee Tuna and Lehu's hair. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. are classics. I think uh the funniest like line that's not a repeated line is when he meets the um what what you two tribe. And he goes, you know, gingivitis is the number one cause of all tooth decay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorites from the movie. Did you have a line? 
Well, yeah, I think my favorite is still just what about my medallion of spiritual accomplishment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, here, take mine. <laughs> yeah, that one was funny. Yeah. I don't know. There's There were a couple points in this movie where I was like, did this go over Andy's head? And did your parents know about it and like still let you watch this movie? Like the masturbation joke? Oh, and... yeah. I would not have understood that as a child. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, have known what's going on. Actually, I didn't remember that part at all until we were watching it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. That one got in there. And then, like, of course, at the end with, like, the whole virginity thing. Um, which, to oh, be clear, yeah, there's no have... test for. But, yeah. Like, I was like, did Andy, like, see? Did Andy know? <laughs> no. as a Like, as a kid, no. I would not have caught on to that. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they can tell that? <laughs> No, they can't. That's the point. <laughs> uh, but then yeah. most tribes are like, okay, we gotta <laughs> join together. We gotta band together to get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, for the common enemy that is Jim Carrey. Yeah. I do think I want to try to make a hairstyle like Ace Ventura. Oh, gel your hair up like that? Then the yeah, ways. just to be like so wildly <laughs> huge on one side. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can make that happen. I mean, I did do the Cindy Lou Who hair for the yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, so that's all the Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's about all of my notes. Anything else noteworthy? Uh, no, just that I thought, well, I guess this applies more to the first one than the second one, but it just like felt like, for someone who calls himself a pet detective, I guess I was expecting him to rely more on actual aid from animals throughout the movie. Hmm. Um, like but, an animal whisperer yeah to be like yeah some along those lines and um, I mean like he does like interact with them like the monkey and whatnot. they like help him but I don't know I guess that that was just shocking to me upon watching it now huh yeah well yeah. between the original and the sequel did you like the sequel yes I thought the sequel was better than the original yeah me too <laughs> It was so funny when we were watching that one. I was like, all right, when does he get to the jungle? I don't remember this part. And yeah, then Googled it halfway through. I'm like, dang it, we're not even watching the right one. Yeah. <laughs> and I the first say- one, I really didn't like the first one much at all that I was like, man, I really don't want to do an episode about the original. <laughs> yeah. I will say Ace Ventura's got an excellent sense of style. Love all the Hawaiian shirts. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how, what's our, what should our scale be on this one? Bumblebee tunas? Bumblebee tunas, okay. <laughs> uh, out of five, how many do you give it? I am going to give this one 3.8 bumblebee tunas because I did laugh a lot. Even though wow. it is questionable, it did not age well. <laughs> there were some, uh, definitely some ridiculous scenes that just made it like not realistic whatsoever, but yeah. I laughed a lot, so enjoyable overall. Okay. What about you? I- I would give it like maybe two and a half <laughs> <laughs> on a good day. There were a couple bits that I laughed at, um, but I think that I was partially soured by having watched the first one as well. So yeah, that might've yeah. been playing into it. I'm not going to give the first one a rating, but definitely significantly lower overall. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe a one on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Which I, it's funny that the first one, I mean, I wouldn't say it did horrible in the box office, but it made $107 million. But then usually if the first one is bad, 
I feel like most people would not be inclined to go see a sequel about it. But somehow it did twice as good. The 90s were a different time. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, okay. So our next short story is The Lonesome Bodybuilder. Yes. We'll be reading the titular story, which is a little bit longer than the last two. So good to know. I need to start it. I mean, it's like on my audiobook, I think it's 25 versus 15 minutes. So it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not super long, but yeah, I'm excited to finish it. I've been enjoying the stories so far. So, yeah. The book for the next month is Arsenic and Adobo by Mia Mansala. <laughs> One that Allie That's picked right. but seems seemingly has forgotten about. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that bad boy. Look, there's so many books at so so little time. Yeah. So I have it downloaded on the Libby app, the um Ooh. the uh audiobook, so I can start listening to that. But then I also ordered it on Amazon because it was like five dollars for a used copy and it should be here tomorrow so i am ahead of the game so far yeah i gotta catch up i'm excited to read that one it's been on my list for a while yeah we're only a couple days into the month and i'm i'm already getting a good start on it hopefully we'll see if i when i start reading it yep so yeah visit your local library today and uh yeah we'll talk to you later i guess yeah see ya Thanks for joining us on this episode of Marianne and Wanda. We would love to hear your feedback and if you have any books or topics for us to review. You can reach us at Marianne and Wanda Podcast on Instagram or send us an email at Marianne and Wanda Podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.